0: Another episode of Creating Powerful Impact, your host, Shay Wheat here, founder of Grace and Ease Productions. Very excited about today's guest. The reason being is I have the real Jason Duncan with us. And I love this because he really is on a mission to empower entrepreneurs to discover their true purpose in life by showing them how to run a profitable business, get this, In under 10 hours a week. Um, We're coming back to that. But I also want to let you know that he is the founder of one of America's fastest growing privately held companies and a leading entrepreneurial expert. He draws on his own experience as an unemployed school teacher who launched his own successful business in 2010. Now, through his mastermind program, The Exeter Club, and his internationally syndicated podcast, The Root of All Success, Jason teaches the principle of exit without exiting, which is a method for breaking free from the daily grind of business operations and living living the exit lifestyle. Now, on top of all of this and why he's on this podcast, Creating Impact, is he is really committed to helping 10,000 people escape poverty and mediocrity through entrepreneurship, and plans to start a nonprofit organization with the help of his mastermind group to further the mission. Coming to us from Nashville, Tennessee, please help me welcome JD to the Powerful Impact stage.
1: Hello, Shay. Thank what? you for having me.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited. There's so many things that I want to touch on today. Um, you know, Entrepreneurship and exiting and how you do all that and what does it all look like and true purpose and all of that fun stuff. But before I do that, Is there anything that you would like to share that I might have missed or just really how you feel that you are just creating impact in the world today?
1: Well, one of the things that is not mentioned in that uh, bio and the intro is that I have been married almost 28 years. My wife and I will celebrate 28 years in May. And uh, she's my best friend. We met on a blind date as teenagers and we've been together ever since. So she's the love of my life. I love you, Christy. She never listened to my podcast, but <laughs> but she's awesome.
0: Do <laughs> yeah, our spouses really know what we do?
1: <laughs> you know, listen, our spouses are the last per- the last people to know that we're successful. <laughs> they're, just, they're just with us all the time. They have no idea. Yeah,
0: they have no idea. True. I love it. That's beautiful. Well, Congratulations on that. Um, I would love to start with, tell us how in the world do, how, how do you exit without exiting? Like, how do you do a profitable business in under 10 hours a week?
1: Well, good question. So this is born out of my story. So I was an unemployed school teacher in 2010 and uh, started a business. It turned into a very successful business. And I found myself through the help of a business coach, Found out that I was trapped by my business. Now, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Well, so most entrepreneurs, if we're honest, most entrepreneurs build businesses that require them, yeah. that require them to be present every day, that everything runs across their desk, all their, you know, everything goes through their brain <laughs> to make it happen. And that's just having a high paying job where your own, where you are your own employee. You're not really your own boss. And that was my experience. And that's the experience of millions of other entrepreneurs around the world. And so I thought, well, okay, well, the only way to escape this is to sell the business, to exit, to get out. Well, that was when the bad news dropped is that my business wasn't worth anything because even though we were doing... Uh, multi-million dollars worth of business. We had a seven figure bottom line. The business wasn't worth anything because the business still needed me. So if I sold it to someone, they were going to require me to stick around, which defeats the purpose of selling the business. So my alternative was, well, how do I figure out how to get out? How do I exit without exiting? And so how, how do I do that? So it's, it took me about 18 to 24 months to figure out that process. And when I did, I stepped away from daily operations. I started first at you know just 10 hours a week working in the business, then 10 hours a quarter. And now today, literally, I do about 10 hours worth of work a year in the business. I, they send me papers I have to sign every once in a while, and I have a team that runs everything. And, and that when I did all that, my, my other... Colleagues and other entrepreneurs, like man, how did you do that? Show me how to do that, JD.
0: Right. Just, Knocking yeah. on your door, going, yeah, so uh, JD. Don't so leave that's what I did.
1: <laughs> that's what I did. I figured out how to do it. Now, now I spend most of my active hours teaching other people how to do that through my book, through my podcast, through my coaching programs, my mastermind, etc.
0: Sharing the wealth. I yeah. love it. That's fantastic. So, you know, how does somebody even go about releasing control? Cause I think, um, control has a little bit to do with it of going how, you know, in order for me to do this and step away and not be the center of it, how do I start doing that?
1: So imagine Shay, do you you have kids? You have kids?
0: I have fur babies right now.
1: You have fur babies. So I have two kids. I have a 22 year old and a 20 year old. And, uh, can you imagine for a minute going back to the day when I brought my son home first child? And uh, and I was holding him and loving him, the smell of a baby, the whole thing about this, just such a cool experience. But then never putting him down, Mm. like Mm -hmm. never letting him learn to walk, never learning to let him feed himself. I held the spoon every time he ate. I was there to wipe his butt every time something happened. Like I did it all. And he's 22 today. What would he look like? He would be malformed. He would be socially awkward. He would not be able to be a contributing member to society because he requires me. And that's the way most business owners operate their businesses. It's their baby, which is fine, but -hmm. your baby is going to grow up. It's going to be a child. Then it's going to be a teenager. It's going to be an adolescent. It's going to be a young adult. and Hopefully it's going to grow into a full-fledged adult of its own. And that is why we have to get out of the daily operations of our business. If we hold on to that baby... Its whole life, it is not growing into the thing that it's supposed to be on its own.
0: Mm, Yeah, that makes total sense. And just like having a kid, you're going to go through the growing pains of them falling and scraping their knee and having clients and customers that are not so happy with what's occurring. And you have to go and like put the band aid on and fix it and adjust. And do you feel that that's kind of what holds people back?
1: Hundred percent. It's a mindset. It's a mindset thing because when we start our businesses, we're the best at what it is, at it, at whatever it is that we're doing. We're really good at it. Um, people, uh, people applaud us for doing it. We get accolades for doing it. And and at first, it's okay. Like we're wearing the hero cape. We're we're the superhero. We save the day every day. But at some point, we have to ditch the cape and let it go. And that requires a mindset. The mindset of what am I trying to accomplish here? Am I trying to build a good job? Am I trying to build a business that requires me or am I trying to build a life? Yeah. And what I think people need to understand is you should build a business around your life, not your life around your business. And that's a completely different thing. So in Exit Without Exiting, in my book, I talk about what it looks like to build a business around a life that I believe firmly that your business should provide the lifestyle that you truly Mm -hmm. desire to live. Because at the end of life, when you're laying on your deathbed, you're in the nursing home, you're in hospice, wherever it happens to be, when say people start talking to you about, tell us about the old days, granddad, you're not going to say, I wish I'd spent more hours at the office. I wish I'd have bought that new division of my company. I wish I'd have bought that new manufacturing plant. No, you would say, I wish I had more time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what Exit Without Exit gives you.
0: Yeah. And I'm sure there's a bit of identity crisis that comes into play as well, because sure. that's like you started the business and you're the business and you're the only one wearing all the hats and you bring some team members on and then you start to release some of that. But then who are you if you're not the business anymore?
1: Yeah, that is uh, that's something I went through. So the identity crisis was for me when I stepped away from daily operations in 2020, um, I didn't know I didn't have a plan. Like, I didn't know what I was going to do next. I I had no idea what that was going to look like. I just knew that God put me on this earth for something different than just running a lighting company every single day. So I, so I stepped out and I think it was about a four month period. I was pretty lost. I didn't know who I was anymore because I'd introduced myself as the president CEO of this company for so long. And now while I still owned it and I still own today, I mean, but I'm not the president and CEO. That's not my role. How, How do I show up in the world? My identity had been wrapped up in that business and it took a while. And I I worked with a mentor and hired a coach to help me through that. And and that is when I started the pursuit of figuring out what my purpose was. Why am I really here? What what am I really wanting to accomplish? So for my clients who work with me and hire me as a coach and they join my mastermind, what I'm trying to do is to prepare them for that before before it happens. So we're working on what the next big adventure is in the process of the exit without exiting.
0: Yeah, finding their purpose. Who would have thought when you exit without exiting, you would really also be then finding your purpose? Yeah. How do you go about finding your purpose?
1: Well, most entrepreneurs believe, uh, as did I uh, falsely, that what you're doing, whatever it is, you know, running a, an event production company or running a lighting company or running an ice cream shop, that that's who you are and that's why you're here. And in fact, Only 2% of the world population knows why they're here. And I could say with pretty good assurance that most entrepreneurs who believe that whatever it is they're doing is the thing they're here for is not true. That's not the way it is. So what you have to do is there's four questions that I believe you must answer in order to find your purpose. And it's not as simple as just answering four questions. There's certainly a lot more to it, but it starts with, you know, what are you truly passionate about? starts there and say okay what am i passionate about what what gives me energy what do i get joy from and what am i willing to suffer for because the word passion actually means willing to suffer that's where the word comes from that's why we call it the passion of the christ it wasn't that he was excited to go to the cross he was willing to do it for a greater cause so the passion first is one thing so am i passionate about this thing yes or no okay and then then you go to the next question well Do I have the power to accomplish this thing? Do I have the power to do it? Do I have the specialized gifts? Do I have the specialized knowledge? Do I have the specialized skills to do it? And if so, okay, well, then the next question is, well, can I profit from this thing? Is there a profit to be made in it? And for most people, there is profit to be made in something. But if you've got such a weird, unique thing that there's not really any profit in it, but you do have a passion for it, there is power for it but does the world see value in it <laughs> you know the, does the world value what you're going to do can you profit from this and maybe maybe the thing you're, you're looking at is a deal where it's more uh mission driven it's not really profit driven okay but but there still has to be some sort of profit made somewhere or you can't live you, right. you, you can't you got to have money coming from somewhere so if it's not that thing what else can you support yourself in less than 20 hours a week in something else to to pursue whatever you think is your purpose and then the fourth question is, is this the legacy I want to leave? You know, we're all going to be remembered for something when we're gone. So is this thing that we think is our purpose in life, is that what we want to be remembered for? So I think those four questions, do I have passion for it? Do I have the power to do it? Can I profit from it? And is this a legacy I want to leave? Uh, those four questions, somewhere in the center of the answers, the yes answers to those four questions is a person's purpose.
0: Wow. And, and so then tell me, like, essentially in your, I would assume in your mastermind groups, you're pulling a whole group of people who are one, looking to exit without exiting, two, looking to find their purpose and their passion going forward when that's no longer their identity. Mm-hmm. And then three, continuing your mission of getting out there and supporting people and realizing this is a thing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, right. Like they're really out there kind of helping to advocate that you, you deserve to be on your true purpose, not yeah. just what you thought you were doing because you're really good at it. And you started a business doing it.
1: Yeah. A lot of people are dealing with something I call synthetic happiness. <laughs> you know, they, they make themselves happy in the situation they're in because they don't see any alternatives. You know, a lot of people are in relationships that are synthetic happiness. You know, we're in a relationship with a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. And we're, like we tell ourselves we're happy, and, and because we don't know that there's an alternative, we, we're in jobs, we're stuck dead ends, and we tell ourselves we're happy. We're living in a neighborhood or in a house that we don't like. We're living in a part of the country we don't like, whatever it happens to be, and we we create the story that that synthetically applies happiness. But in 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 reality, if we had every option available to us, we'd not choose that option. And mm-hmm. entrepreneurs are the same thing. And people looking for their purpose are the same thing. I, I, there's so many entrepreneurs I meet with, they say, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing, I love my business, I love it, I love what I do. Well, the, given every option available to you, nothing off the table, is this what you do every day? Probably not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, so
1: you could say you love
0: it. it right? yeah, you,
1: you could say you love it, but like there's something else, all of us. Now, here's the thing though, Shay, is that just because you admit, that whatever it is you're doing, event production for you or lighting was my thing. Just because you admit that's not your purpose doesn't mean you have to abandon the thing. That You don't have to give it up,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: but you now need to know and have the assurance that you should be moving towards a greater purpose, which is why you can learn how to run a profitable business in under 10 hours a week, if with my help, so that you have time to go pursue your purpose somewhere else.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's touch on that a, a little bit and like, tell us about the book right? And what you've got going on and exiting without exiting. Tell us more.
1: I'd love to do that. So here is what it looks like. Exit without exiting, how to exit your business without selling it and begin living the exit lifestyle sooner than you ever thought possible. Uh, It's about 215, 216 pages. It's it's a book that it took me a year to write. Mm -hmm. And at first I wrote it with, I was just teaching like, this is this, do this, do this, don't do this. Here's what happened to me when I did this. And then I got about six months into the project and I realized that I wouldn't read this book.
0: <laughs> this is this is
1: like, it's my life and my story, and but, but it's not very interesting. So I took the next six months and really dove into how do I turn this into something that's interesting where an entrepreneur, the average person would read this. And so I created these characters. I created Edward and Cheryl and James based on not only just a conglomeration of my life and my clients that I've worked with for the last several years on how to do this and told this entire story of what it looks like through their experiences. So, so Edwards, the first chapter, Edwards story talks about how he built the business over five years and it was going really good. And then five more years. And then he decided he wanted to get out, but he painted himself into a corner and it talks about what he did to try to figure his way out. And I tell a story about Cheryl, stay at home. Mom figures out, Hey, I could start a side business and maybe drive a Range Rover like my friend, Diane. Like I could, I could figure that out. And she ends up building a multi, multi multi-million dollar company, sells it for gazoodles of money, and then has that moment of regret missing Mm -hmm. 10 years of her kids' lives because she was building a business. Mm -hmm. And then the third story is that of, of James, who's the prototypical exit without exiting guy. And I tell his story about how he did things a little different than Cheryl and Edward did. And so you see these three stories interwoven throughout the entire book to show you this is what it could look like. And this is what happens if you make bad decisions and you don't want to be stuck at the end with all that regret.
0: Mm, I love that you're doing it through storytelling, right? And would you would you say like by doing that, it's not only helped to get the message into people's like physical being a little bit more and they're able to then take the information and actually act upon it a little mm-hmm. bit easier than this, do this, 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 and this.
1: Yeah, I think for all of us, storytelling is a better uh, a better medium of learning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we always learn more about what we discover on our own than what we're taught. But if we're going to be taught stories, the way to do it. I mean, the best teacher ever lived, Jesus, like taught exclusively in stories. So all of us, I think, do better when we hear stories. So that's why I thought, you know, I just need to I need to put some stories in this.
0: Mm, I love it. I love it. Let me switch gears really quickly and pull back the curtain. So you've been able to exit your business without really exiting, but I would love to hear, you know, how, how did you really reach your audience and continue to reach your audience? Like if you were to pull back the curtain of your business, what's, what's the best marketing strategies or things that you've done that have really kind of catapulted your business?
1: Well that so so as a coach this is the hardest business I've ever started. Like being a coach and a and a and a speaker, mastermind leader, this is difficult. And you would think that, okay, well, a coach is great because every dollar of income, there's no overhead. Well, that's not true. I can, I'm not going to reveal it, but I had a really good top line last year, and my bottom line was less than what I made as a school teacher, because it just requires there is a lot that goes into the production of this. So right. this has been a difficult business to start. So I got to say that kind of out of the gate. Uh, but because it's my purpose. I'm willing to suffer through that. I'm willing to push through the first few years of building a business that requires a lot of cash to produce and to market and to advertise and to get clients. And I do, I do really amazing events from a mastermind. I spent a lot of money on these events. So so now what do I what do I do? Well, if you go back 40 years ago, 50 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had a yellow pages ad. You remember those things like if you, if you didn't advertise in the yellow pages, you didn't have a business. And then if you pull back maybe 25 30 years ago, you didn't have a business until you were well 25 20 years ago, you, you didn't you have a website. You had to have a website. So if you didn't have a website, nobody knew who you were. And now today, it's social media presence. Like today if you want to be in business, you've got to be doing short form video content, YouTube shorts, reels, TikTok, whatever it happens to be. You've got to be doing that because that's where people are consuming content and are being entertained and informed on the decisions they're going to be making. So for me, I have been consistently producing social media content for the last three years. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, like every day. As a matter of fact, I made a commitment at the beginning of this year that every single day for the first quarter of the year, I would shoot a video and then my team would edit and drop out. So I don't think I've missed any days, maybe one when I was on a trip and I just forgot to do it. But I'm doing that consistently because you have to do it. This is where we are in this world. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So very true. You have to be able to, you know, the word's been used a lot, pivot and know where your clients are and then support them where they're at and then get them to where they need to be and where they desire to be. So that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that kind of journey with us. Um, I know we need to start wrapping up a bit. Um, There's a couple more questions that I want to ask you, but before we dive into those, you know, what should our listeners take and next best steps and that sort of thing, I believe you have a gift for our audience. Could you share what that gift is?
1: Yeah. So, some one lucky listener to your show, Shay, is going to get a a autographed copy of my book, Exit Without Exiting. I will ship it directly to you, assuming uh, I can get it to you in the continental United States. I don't know how I would get it somewhere else, but uh, but I will get you. I don't know where Shay's audience is. Her audience might all be in New Zealand or Zimbabwe. <laughs> I don't know how I would do that, but but if you're in the continental United States, you're going to get a free copy of this. One of you get a free copy, and uh, I guess Shay will share with you how to get access yeah. to
0: Absolutely. So in the show notes, we will have a link for you to um, see if you are that lucky winner. Now, if they're not the lucky winner, how else do they stay in touch with you? And if they wanted to get their own book, where would they go?
1: Yeah. So everything you can find me anywhere online at the real Jason Duncan. So if you look anywhere on any social platform, uh, just Google me, the real Jason Duncan. You're going to find me. My website has a plethora of information about the book and about all my coaching programs, my podcast, uh, speaking engagements like I'm speaking at a TED event in uh, in April. So there's information about how if you want to get tickets to go see me speak. Of course, this is not going to come out until after that happened. But I, I've got a couple other TED stages I'm going to be on later this year. Um speaking at a big conference in uh, Vegas this summer. So this this that's where you want to go. Go to the dot And uh, I sent out a newsletter. So if you sign up for anything, you get a newsletter every week and it's great information about how to make your how to make profit, but do it with purpose. So it's called the Purpose and Profit Weekly. And and a funny quick story, Shay, if I might. Is that my newsletter goes out every Wednesday? So today, so I've got a new intern, and so yesterday or day before yesterday, I was sitting there with him, showing him what I do to get my newsletter ready to go out and how what tools I use. But I'd also been showing him how to use Chat GPT. Are you are you using this yet? My
0: God, it's a game changer, y'all! If you are not using Chat GPT, you I have one of my clients right now that is training it. Oh, my God, her training is amazing. But yes, you deserve to be on that platform. Hands down. If you're in business, you deserve to be on that platform.
1: So I was showing him how to use it. And so what I did is I took my newsletter and I dropped it into ChatGPT and I said, rewrite this for me, you know, just whatever. So it rewrote it and it was pretty good. And then I and then I put in a prompt that said, now rewrite this in in a, a voice, not typical of A.I., and it rephrases things, and he thought that was the coolest thing ever, and I said, oh, yeah, you can do that, and you can even tell it to write it in the voice of any person, and so I dropped it back in there, and I said, now rewrite this in the voice of Chris Rock, and it did, and it was hilarious. I started reading through it, and it was so funny, and I was, I could hear Chris Rock's voice in my head as I was reading this thing, and I said, that's what I want to do, so my newsletter this week is in the voice of Chris Rock, I put Chris Rock's face on it and I said, How to exit your business twice, according to Chris Rock. And then I told everybody how I did it with Chat GPT. And I don't know if people are laughing or deleted it, but I thought it was hilarious.
0: <laughs> oh my God, I love that. That's also a great way. Like, if you know your niche market and you know that, I don't know, they love Marianne Williamson or they love Chris Rock or they, you know, read Forbes magazine or something like that, you could utilize the tool to do it in those formats. Just like you mentioned, that's huge. I love that.
1: Well, I'm gonna be having, and this is a little plug for something I do is, I, I do a uh, something called the Entrepreneur Master Series. So twice a month I do a live webinar and I bring in an expert on some topic related to entrepreneurship and it's free. It's completely free. You can do it. I live stream it on four different social platforms. Plus it goes out on Zoom, but I am in the process of booking a chat GPT expert to come in and do 90 minutes with me and my audience on how to use it and what some tricks and tips are. And I while we were sitting here, I just saw my phone light up. I, one of the people I've reached out to who has like 135,000 followers on Instagram right now, and is a chat GPT guy, has is, is messaged me back. So hopefully we'll be able to get that scheduled. So if you want to do that, that's it. Also at my website, com slash EMS, which stands for Entrepreneur Master Series. You can register. It's free.
0: I love it. Oh my goodness. Okay, sadly, we have to wrap up Uh, before we do that. Are there any last moment takeaways, memorable notes, anything that you would like to leave our audience with?
1: Anything the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. That is a quote from Napoleon Hill, uh, who wrote Think and Grow Rich. And uh, my, my final parting advice or thoughts would be, do not underestimate the power of what you think. Uh, You have to actively pursue positive thoughts and actively reject negative thoughts because your reality is exactly what you think. Mm -hmm. So if you think negative thoughts, if you're around negative people, what you think about, you bring about. So the only thing we have complete control over as human beings is the way we think. And so what you're thinking leads to reality. So watch your thoughts.
0: Beautifully said. Thank you, JD, for being with us today. And thank you everybody for joining us on another episode of Creating Powerful Impact. I'm excited for you to take the lessons and the resources you learned here today. There were some just diamonds. So make sure that you continue to utilize them to create your own impact in the world. Until next time, have an outstanding rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to the Creating Powerful Impact podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, author, or thought leader who would like to be on this program, simply visit creatingpowerfulimpact.com forward slash guest. If you are someone who got something out of this interview, would you please do me a favor and share this episode on social media? just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your socials. Also, if you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag creating powerful impact. I love seeing all of your posts and great guest selections. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. And they really mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more about us? Head on over to our website, graceandeaseproductions.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Just look for Grace and Ease Productions on your favorite platform. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.